Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, friend. <laughs> Her name's Ashley. He was waving. <laughs> Hi. She is at her house. Yep. I always have to have my list up of what I have to do because I will forget because <laughs> I go on. I just talk so much. Welcome back to a flick pod, everybody. My name is Ashley and I have a guest on today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Mikhail. Uh, we actually met in high school, but we really didn't talk a whole lot. At least, I don't think. Except for during soccer. Except for during soccer, that is true. Our little school had a soccer team, bless, because I would have gone crazy if I had to go to school in Pinedale and I didn't have the soccer team. Like, oh my gosh. I was not used to, at that time, I was not used to a small town. I, yeah, because like they didn't have orchestra either. And that was I played an instrument in the orchestra. And they're like, well, you can join band. And I was like, I don't freaking know how to play a band instrument. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, where did you move here from? So I moved technically we moved from Rock Springs up to Pinedale. But initially we lived in Layton, Utah before Rock Springs. And we were only in Rock Springs for half of the of a school year. Because it was like, oh, that's not long at all. no, because I moved halfway through my eighth grade year to Rock Springs and then I finished out eighth grade and then I started my freshman year in Pinedale. Oh, cool. Yeah. I have lived everywhere, but I was born in Rock Springs. So. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. There's a, if you talk to people that were like born in Pinedale, it always makes me laugh because they were like, well, I was born in between Jackson and Pinedale, aka I was born on the side of the motherfucking road. Like, that's what that oh, means, <laughs> which is crazy. Which is hilarious. <laughs> well, I think it's funny because, like, we've had to – so I've had some of my boys in February, and, like, we've done that drive to Jackson, and perfect time, like, in the worst roads ever, usually at midnight was when we were having to do that drive. And, like, no kids on the side of the road. Like, we definitely made it there in time. Wow. <laughs> That is awesome because springtime is usually the worst for that oh, area. Yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. amazing. Both of your boys were born in February? Yes, they are two weeks apart. Oh my gosh. 
Fun for you. Yeah. Well, their birthdays are two weeks apart. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, you had twins and only one came out and then two weeks later another one. <laughs> and they let me go home. <laughs> okay, not, <Yeah>. not. <laughs> All right, so today we are doing National Treasure, which tell me a little bit about why is it you that doesn't like this movie or is it Joey? No, I love this movie. Joey doesn't like this movie and he says it's mostly because he doesn't like Nicolas Cage. Okay. And like I asked him why and he's just like, I don't really know. But like it's a movie that like I have to watch on my own without him because he just is not having it. <laughs> We were originally going to try to get Joey and Mikkel to do this, but it just didn't work out. Holidays, you know, you always think you're going to get a bunch of stuff done during the holidays, like when you have a break, quote unquote, and then nothing actually gets done. <laughs> Never. That's when all the catastrophes happen. Exactly. And... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm super excited to talk about this with you because so I can't even tell you when I saw this movie originally but I've now watched it twice preparing for this episode and yeah like I have some things and I've kind of talked about like one of the big reasons why I kind of don't like this movie I've talked about it on previous episodes is it's like it takes minimal effort to be like accurate and yet we just aren't going to be because it doesn't fit the narrative and it's just like can we just please like and I will go over so like okay first let's do the overview right so are you familiar with how we do the overview not exactly okay that's okay so what we started doing was instead of like preparing an overview and talking about when it came out and stuff like that we just do it on a spur of the moment like as if I was explaining to you like what national treasure is and you've never seen it and you don't even know what I'm talking about right so I'll go first so national treasure is about this family the Gates family that they are like have this secret information that was bestowed upon them years and years and years ago uh, by the founding fathers and they're like treasure hunters but they're like actually history hunters if you will and basically what ends up happening is they find clue after clue after clue and one of the clues that starts off the whole movie is they have to steal the declaration of independence because there's a map on the back of it uh and then of course that leads to clue to clue to clue to clue and it's like this whole action drama thing uh spoiler there is a map on the back of the declaration of independence per the movie no uh, no it's not a map it's a cipher a cipher okay it's here not we go the actual map. here we go people here we go this is the content you come for <laughs> but there is a clue on the back of the map they end up finding the treasure right and so that's basically the overview of the movie if you were to give spoilers, which you absolutely do not. Um, just to build off of that, like, and the reason why I emphasized that it was a cipher is like, I love that his dad is in there and he's like, it's not even a map. It's a clue for the next clue to the next clue. <laughs> and you're, it's just this wild goose chase and it's never going to happen. <laughs> but yeah. And so, but it hits on a lot of the new England, like history. Um, DC is where it originates. And then, like, they hit Boston and New York and Philadelphia. I just love that because I love the history. 
but yeah, it's kind of all over the place. There's a lot of like one line of witty comments that are in there. And again, like I like really dry humor. So I find this movie hilarious. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they have to have like, I don't know, more, they can't be very picky because I looked up like the reviews on this and like Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 5.3 out of 10 with a 46% approve rate. And, <laughs> and I was like really disappointed that it was so low. <laughs> Like, you guys expect a lot. <laughs> Whereas, like, I am very easily um, pleased and satisfied with, like, movies. And, yeah, so. I mean, that's okay. I think a lot of the reason people don't like this is because it's not historically accurate or whatever. And and honestly, that's honestly that's not the reason I don't really like this. But I also am trying to like put my ba- myself back in 2004 when it came out because I'm like I bet this freaking movie was awesome in 2004. <laughs> yeah, and like if you look up like the weekend opening, it actually did like it was one of the best. So it yeah. came out in November. I wrote that down. So it made three hundred and forty-seven point five million dollars globally in the box office. Damn. Yeah, so it did pretty good, which is why Disney said we want to do more is because they were wanting more money. (laughs) Yeah, they said that. So this movie came out in, what was it, 2004? And it was the best one for the month of November up until 2007 when Chicken Little came out. Holy moly. That's a long time. Yeah, well, just for the month of December, like, I guess the months have, like, different effects on like how movies do and stuff yeah like i guess the best ones always come out in summer but Hmm. i wonder if that's just because people are going out more in the summer yeah and like kids aren't in school so like kids movies probably come out more that makes sense yeah so i did fun facts i initially started looking up fun facts but then i found this page where it was like facts and fiction of the movie and so of course I wanted to get into that because I found it very interesting so there was a ton of these facts and fiction on this page but I just chose like some of my favorites and so this is from it's called declaration.fas.harvard.edu right so someone did it for like a class or something (laughs) but so here's a fact Charles Carroll, which is like the person that they said was the last living person who signed the Declaration of Independence, he was truly the last living signer. He was also the only Catholic who signed the Declaration of Independence. And at that time, the church prohibited membership to Masonic organizations. So when they said he was a Freemason, that's not accurate because he couldn't have been because he was Catholic. Um. Ooh. Right. And so Nicholas Cage or Ben, right? Ben says that, oh, yeah, there's for sure nine Masons of the Founding Fathers or whatever. And that's not actually true. They don't know how many of them were actually Masons. They think it's eight, but they're they're not for sure. So I thought that was interesting. But that is a fact. Charles Carroll was the last living uh, signer, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, oh, I also read that he... Um... So his net worth, because he like owned his plantations and slaves and stuff. So back then, I can't remember what the 
what he was worth in that kind of currency. It's like the silver pound or nickel pound or it was something weird. But it equaled uh, $375 million wow. for today. That's yeah, crazy. So like he was super rich. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, he rolled up to the White House. I mean, he rolled up to the White House and was like, I have to see the president. <laughs> I'm not oh, I'm not okay. sure everybody could do that. <laughs> but, like, that's a lot of money, especially for back then. Like, I just am amazed. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money. Another fact is the only thing on the back of the original Declaration of Independence is a notation that reads, Original Declaration of Independence dated 4th of July, 1776. And everyone's like, oh, why is that on the back? It's because when they rolled it up, they needed to know what it was. <laughs> like that was the label after they rolled it up. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, here's a fiction. Uh, ben says that his family has been searching for 180 years for the treasure. But... That's not actually accurate. It would have been more like 170 or 172 years because Carol told the the secret in 1832. The movie came out in 2004 and it's also set in 2004 because the National Archives celebrated their 70th anniversary the same, you know, obviously year as the movie was done and they established the National Archives in 1934. So... 180 years is not actually accurate. <laughs> I'm like, why couldn't we make the numbers accurate? I'm not sure. I don't know. Another fact is Franklin actually wrote the letters when he was pretending to be Silence Do Good. He wrote them when he was 16, not 14, but he actually did write them. The historical record is actually from the New England Current or whatever the newspaper was actually called that his brother published there are actually no manuscripts left that he actually did it's all just printed in the newspaper oh. kind of interesting i just have two more another fact is the liberty bell was commissioned from a london firm which i didn't know that i thought they made it here like in america um and it arrived in 1752 the first time it was ever struck and that was to test it, it cracked the first time it ever. And I was like, wow, shoddy craftsmanship. <laughs> um, and they couldn't return it. So that's when they recast it twice. And it actually was recast by Pass and Stow. And so the first time they recasted it and they rung it, they didn't like the sound of it. So that's why it got recast again. Wow. Yeah. They were Picky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is a fiction. The Declaration of Independence was brought back to Independence Hall in 1876 for the Centennial Exposition. So when Ben is like, it's so crazy that the last time this document was here in Independence Hall was when it was being signed. That's not actually accurate because um, it was there for, you know, other celebrations. Uh, and then also um, he mentions Timothy Mat Matlack who was the scribe of the Declaration of Independence. And they said he was probably the scribe. They've compared documents of his, like, writing over and over and over, and it does look very, very similar. So there, we assume that he did scribe it. But what's not accurate is he was not the official scribe of the Continental Congress. 
there was like seven or eight scribes for the Continental Congress because they wrote so much stuff. But he did scribe two of the most important documents, which obviously Declaration of Independence and also mm-hmm. George Washington's commission as commander in chief of the Continental Army in 1775. So he was very busy in 1775. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like the what I thought was the most interesting for like actual like historical facts and those were all from that harvard.edu and then i have another list of fun facts and it's like specifically about the movie but do you have anything um as far as like how accurate it was um no because i have never looked into it (laughs) um i've never been like oh yeah this is like actually what happened but also like it was all more about like kind of like the magic of history sure for me with this movie which i um, totally and just like inspiring people yeah and i totally get that because america's history is we're a baby country compared to like everybody else but we still have a rich history of like everything that happened during that time because i always think like man all of those countries that, you know, were kind of locked down by a dictatorship and it didn't let culture thrive. It didn't let art thrive. It didn't let invention thrive. And we're so blessed that people wanted to come over here to have the freedom to do all of those things. Right. And so that's like when I watch these movies in like Hamilton and stuff like that, it's like that's so cool because this is how we got started and how we started to thrive like as a country. So, like, I totally get it. It just, it makes history come alive, if you will. Like, again. Yeah, and, like, just to, like, put yourself back into those times, what these guys were doing was amazing and totally unheard of to rebel against England. Like, it was a big deal. And so I just love thinking about, like, what all of these people had to overcome to get to where we are today. Yeah, it would have been so scary, for sure. <laughs> well I'm like I feel like that about everything though like Benjamin Franklin coming up with the light bulb I'm like I'm amazed that people were able to figure out electricity like going for like caveman days and how we have all this stuff and all the machines and appliances and stuff we use every day and we take for granted like the work that people put in to get us to where we are yeah like it just amazes me yeah same same like as much as people annoy the hell out of me, people are also just incredible. Things that we overcome, mm-hmm. things that, you know, we accomplish, just everything. Like, people can be so incredible. So, I'll jump into some fun facts. I have seven. All of these fun facts are from E! Online and IMDb, obviously. The first one is the film was announced in 1999 and was supposed to release in 2000. But the original writer, Jim Koof, I don't really know how to say his last name, um, his script was so complex that Disney had to hire eight additional writers between 1999 and 2003 to get everything correct, which I'm like... That's ridiculous. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And yet there's still so many, like, false facts that are in it. Right. You guys had this much effort and you still didn't like you could have gotten it better. I mean, with the like, it's kind of like the facts and fictions that I chose. Like, 
oh, Tim Matlock was the, the official scribe for the Continental Congress. It would have been more interesting, I think, if Ben was like, he, so there was actually eight scribes. So, and Matlock was one of them. So they're probably talking about maybe a couple of the documents and we know for sure he wrote these two, right? Like you could have taught us something and you chose to not do it. It's crazy to me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, and there's like not really a good excuse for not sticking to facts with that. Right. It's just little things like that. And that's what bugs me is I'm like, why can't we just try harder? I don't know. (laughs) I also have never written a movie. So like no hate to the people who actually write movies because it is incredibly difficult. And I'm sure like you did your best. And I that's great. (laughs) Okay. So Nicolas Cage and Diane Kruger, who is the co-star in National Treasure, they would actually go to karaoke after filming to blow off steam. And they said that they would sing Rage Against the Machine, ACDC, and some Sex Pistols, which I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hate rockers over there. I don't Um, know either of them. I know, right? That's when I read that. I was like, I got to put that on my fun facts. And then number three is... In the movie where Nicolas Cage run acro- runs across the roof of the Independence Hall, I guess some people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe they let the- let him run across Independence Hall roof, which I was like, are you dumb? Like, of course they didn't do that. But he actually they traveled to Knott's Berry Farm where there is a replica of the hall. Uh mm-hmm. That was made. And so they filmed a lot of the interior stuff there. But the exterior stuff was done in Philadelphia, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I have that written down, actually, on the Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, But also, the Arctic scene was filmed in Utah. I have that written down, too. (laughs) Because the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that looks really cold. And then after I read the Utah fact and I watched it again, I was like, oh, yeah, there's, like, trees and stuff in the hills. Like, that wouldn't be there. Like, (laughs) that makes sense. (laughs) yeah so okay so I already we kind of already talked about two of my other ones and so the last two facts I guess are just things that again kind of got under my skin a little bit but I understand that they had to use the Knights Templar to like move the story across so I get it but like Mm -hmm. as soon as I watched this movie like for this podcast for this episode and they brought up the Knights Templar and they were like, yeah, they found this treasure and blah, 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 blah. I was like, what? I was like, no, they did not. Because the Knights Templar, they, yes, they were like started by the church to protect um, pilgrims and stuff. But what happened is they were like so organized and put together that people would give them funds so they can could continue their religious practices, right? And like help pilgrims and stuff like that. Well, they amassed a huge treasure because of that. And they were kind of becoming their own bank. And a bunch of royals and nobles felt super threatened because they couldn't manipulate them anymore with money because the Knights Templar were like, we got money. We don't need to listen to you. We can just do what we think is right. And there was obviously some corruption and stuff. But then the nobles and royalists started going after them for like religious things, claiming they were doing witchcraft and whatever. And that's kind of how they got dissolved. And so they were 
Knights Templar was from 1119 to 1312, and the earliest mention of Masons was 1390. So there's mm-hmm. no, like, true correlation between the two. Yeah, okay, so I did look a little bit into this um, oh. on Wikipedia, because it's the most accurate ah. <laughs> sources ever. <laughs> but so, like, if you hover over the Knights Templar under the National Treasure link, that they're originally called the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and of the Temple of Solomon. Yeah. Um also known as the Order of Solomon's Temple. So Solomon's Temple, it was in Jerusalem, and it was, as far as I could figure out in my, like, quick little research, Yeah. Um, not very deep whatsoever, so I could totally be wrong. But it seems like that's also where the, um, the Ark of the Covenant was. Okay. And that King Solomon, like, King Solomon had a ton of money, and so I think that that was kind of, like, where they took the creative liberties is that like he had put all of his money into this temple and then that's where the knights templar came from or like that's what they were named from and so like they were the ones that were tasked with like protecting it which i mean the knights templar isn't that also the ones that like search for the holy grail in like the da vinci code you know it's been a while since i've seen that so i'm not 100 (laughs) percent sure but the knights templar are used for so many things because of how their influence was and because they literally were like the knights in shining armor like they were good they stood for law and justice and all of this stuff and so that they're based on a lot of stuff like people do take artistic liberties with the whole idea of them is and probably because Mm -hmm. we don't know a whole lot about them either well and i'm pretty sure there was like this treasure hunt tv show that it was like treasure hunt snake island or something and i'm pretty sure they were looking for treasure that was like brought over by the knights templar Hmm. stuff too so just maybe they were just building off of that yeah no for sure i mean that's super interesting i just i just remember the and i can't even remember if i watched a documentary on it or i read about it but i was reading about the knights templar like a long time ago And that's where I like kind of read that history about how they got started and why they got dissolved. And it was like a whole thing. I mean, it might have Mm -hmm. even been a podcast, like a history podcast. Super interesting. But I think you're right. Like there's just so much and there's so much history that just tap into it and make a story, you know, like. Yeah. Although I have a hard time. Like I know nothing about Freemasons. Like and it's like one of those like secret societies that like it's hard to find information about and I've never like done in-depth research on them but like I just don't understand what their whole deal is and how (laughs) like I couldn't find how they like went from oh the Knights Templar eventually um turned into the Freemasons yeah other than secret society to another secret society yeah and again the research that I did they're not even linked because it was almost what is it 80 years 78 years between the two at the earliest mention of the Masons. And so, yeah, you actually, and I guess for all the listeners too, like I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I used to listen to this one. It's called Secret Societies and they talk about the Freemasons and they just do all the research for you. So you can just listen to it. So definitely listen to that because there's like, there's some really cool ones that I like had never heard of. And 
like they're also like super freaking shady but like it's kind of interesting but yeah the freemasons like started off as like a club and then they went into being like a secret society because they have secret information the rest of us don't know but apparently like nowadays they function just like the elks club and like the lions club and like they function the same way but they still assume like we have secret information that other people don't know that's the mystery or whatever behind it interesting yeah there's uh, there's freemasons in pinedale oh i know i've seen the thing but they're also sexist because women are not allowed yeah. or at least they were well so, so one of the people and i'm not going to say their name because i don't want to like expose them but some of the people we went to high school with their parents were freemasons and i cannot remember but i went into the building and i can't remember why or what i was doing or what we were doing or whatever but they like had a party there and i was hanging out with this person a person i don't normally like hang out with so i don't really know i can't remember but i just remember being like oh what is this building and they were like oh it's the you know it's the freemasons whatever and i was like what's happening yeah right it's, it's right behind the uh it's right behind the chamber of commerce yes yeah, yeah. no i yeah. think they did like a christmas thing there one time and i really wanted to like go check it out just to be like what are you guys up to it's just a room there was like nothing cool in there i mean i didn't like explore the whole building but it was just like a community center room like it just was like a room that you could do stuff you know have a meeting in or have a christmas bazaar in or whatever yeah, so they keep the public face very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into this. <laughs> All the good stuff is in the rooms that you didn't go into. <laughs> uh, next time there's a Christmas event, I'll drive up there and we can go together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can check it out. I, you're going to probably have to learn how to pick locks or something. <laughs> I'll be or right I can. That. I have lots of free time. I can learn that. <laughs> it's also that. something that I've always wanted to be like, yeah, I can pick a lock. We're getting sidetracked. <laughs> so, okay, this time we can go through like anything that's not like on the template. So like any just facts that you wrote down or interesting opinions that you have while you're watching the movie. I like that the dad keeps money in the book Common Sense. And that's actually by Thomas Paine, who I think... Oh, let me look it up real quick because I don't want to say this wrong, but I'm pretty sure I just learned something about him in trivia mm -hmm. like two weeks ago. So, but I want to say he's some kind of a French philosopher. Oh, no, totally wrong. He's an American political activist. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually didn't learn anything at trivia. <laughs> no, it, it was the wrong person. <laughs> But so that book, it was about uh, independence from England and the creation of a democratic republic, which kind of ties into like the whole declaration of independence kind of thing. So it's so wild, like those books and Thomas Paine and shit like that, like because I studied political science for my bachelor's mm -hmm. degree and we still read all of that shit. Like you still have to read all of that shit. And it's because the basis of our society was, like, based on these great thinkers. And so, like, if you want to know kind of, like, how they were thinking, you got to read the shit they wrote. Like, everybody else in that time did. 
Like, watch any period drama. What are the women doing? They're sitting in a corner reading a freaking book all the time because that was the only entertainment they had. And so, like, gosh, so, like, I wish I lived back then. When's, when's the last time? And I'm talking for our listeners because I know you read pretty frequently, Mikhail, and I read frequently. But, like, when's the last time you actually opened a freaking book? Like, be honest with yourself and, and read something that, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like, nonfiction but like a fiction book even like something entertainment wise like your life would be a hundred percent better if you just read five pages of a book a day and honestly it doesn't take that long no it really doesn't a physical like, book not an audio book a physical book yeah i agree um obviously i am a huge reader and so i am always for reading uh my husband yells at me when i ha am re reading too much because I need to pay attention to our children. Um, and I'm like, no, I need to drown them out. They're being loud. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You have anything else? Any other facts, opinions? So I, it's not a factor and opinion, but I loved at the end when Riley is like leaving in his, what is it? Is it a Lamborghini? I, I wasn't exactly paying attention to the car. Oh, it's like a, I read about what car it was, but I don't like give a shit about that stuff. So I didn't write it down. <laughs> But he's getting ready to leave, and the guys like, or Nicholas Cage's character Ben, he's like talking about how his house is historical, and Riley is just like, "Oh yeah, it's someone did something in history and had fun. See you later." Yeah. <laughs> and I just loved that because, like, even though he knows a lot about history, he's just like, "Yeah, dude, I don't care." <laughs> Yeah, like, dude, I'm in my brand new uh, car, so see ya. Yeah, and we didn't get as much money as we wanted, or I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the other thing is I'm like, the Gates family, they were history hunters. They're, if he was a treasure hunter, he would have kept treasure. He would have kept the treasure. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And he wasn't yeah. even interested. Like, they offered him the 10% finder's fee, and he's like, no, I'm good. And they gave him 1% to split with him and Riley. Yeah. And so, like, and, and, like, when he was about to get arrested and he didn't barter with the declaration at all, he's like, no, it's not a bartering tool. This is a huge thing for history. Like, you can have it back. I'm not going to try and manipulate you with it. Right. Like, I think right. that that's amazing. And because there's so many people anymore that, like, just don't have those kind of morals. And so I just loved that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I... And I think that's another thing that bothered me about the movie is I'm like, he cared so much, but on the other hand, he had no, like, preservation skills. And oh, no. Like, no self-preservation whatsoever. We're just touching everything. We're just touching everything with our bare hands. We're running around with it. We're taking it into the fucking sun. Like, just so many things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we care about history. Mm. But that's what the girl was there for. <laughs> But she too, though, like she was <laughs> running around with the Declaration of Independence. Um, True. I'm trying to think. Some of my notes, I'm like, I can't remember what I why I wrote them. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like I think another thing that bothered me is like kind of going back to like he didn't try to preserve anything. Is like he the motivations of the characters were like all over the place. It for me, that's what it feels like. Like I feel. Like, it isn't about the money, but it is about the money. And it, it's about the prestige, but it's not about the prestige. And it and it's just like, what do you care about? 
Tell me. <laughs> well, and so Ben is actually like he is just what is it? He is a crypto. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cryptographer. Cryptographer. So his whole thing. So he's an he's an American historian and a crypt cryptographer which is just basically like they solve puzzles or clues basically for communicating and so like private messages and so when there's the cipher on the back of the declaration like that's what he knows so I don't know really like how much of actual like preservation skills he actually has because he's just a puzzle figure outer basically solver well, he's driving me fucking crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the, it cracks me up on the boat when he's like, so they dig up this whole boat, all, you know, whatever. They go below deck and they're like opening barrels, like whatever. It's all history. And you guys are just fucking touching it and being crazy. Like you're driving me nuts. And then they're like, okay, they figure out the cipher, which I'm like, you couldn't go somewhere and have ink. You had to freaking use your blood like you psycho. Like, I don't even know. And then he's like, okay, there's a cipher or whatever, or there's a puzzle or a clue on the back of the Declaration of Independence. But I'm not going to steal it. I'll break into all these other this other shit and like do all this other batshit crazy stuff. But I'm not going to steal the Declaration of Independence. That's a step too far. Like, what? the lines that you walk on are insane i feel like but like 
from the treasure hunting shows that I've seen, like, I feel like that's kind of a thing. Like, you walk thin lines on, like, what illegal things you're willing to get away with to get to your end goal. Yeah. Also, I feel like there are people in the world who think Nicolas Cage is attractive. Are you one of them? (laughs) No. Okay, because I, so I went into this movie being like, okay, I'll just watch this hot guy, like, do all this stuff. I I haven't really watched a lot of Nicolas Cage movies, let's be honest. But I sit down to watch this and I'm like, ugh. I'm like, yeah, he's not what I thought he was. No, he's a nerd. (laughs) Which, not saying that nerds can't be hot, but he is not a hot nerd. No, 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 no. So, just a couple of other things. When Nicolas Cage goes into the men's restroom at the National Archives, there's a baby changing table in the men's restroom. Hell yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to, like, critique that. And I was like... I approve of that oh, very hell yeah. hell yeah. There yes. should be more baby changing tables in men's restrooms. I agree with that so much. Like, well, and even Joey, like, I think he could, like, agree to that. Because we've been to places where he's had to deal with the kids. And dads are allowed to help with the kids, too. Um, Dads are also parents. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Um. And in 2004, that that was in the movie. Like, I thought that was... Oh, yeah, because that was not a big thing back then. No, it was not. Um, Also, something that I didn't understand, and maybe you can explain this to me, is when Ben and Riley are, like, concocting this whole plan about how to get the Declaration of Independence and how to steal it, right? The Mm -hmm. biggest part of their plan is we need to make sure that it goes into the preservation room. Because that's mm-hmm. where we can steal it. How did the bad guys know it was go- going to be in the preservation room? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Because they had no idea that, obviously, these other two were trying to steal it. So, technically, the Declaration of Independence should have been in its case. Well, no. So, I think that um, because they were all, like, history buffs, too. Like, Sean... Is it Sean Bean? Is that how you say his name? Oh, the actor's name? Ian Howe? Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know how to say his actual name. Yeah. Ian. Which I love yeah. him. I'm kind of disappointed that he has blonde hair in this movie. But, um, <laughs> like, they're also history buffs. Like, because he finds out some of the other clues. Like, when they're looking for the um, the Liberty Bell and the little kid comes up and says, the last few like Style. words that he was gonna tell. Yeah. And and he figures that out. Like they're also history buffs. It was just that Ben was better yeah. at it and he was quicker about it. So I think that um first of all, like I'm pretty sure that there was a scene where they like go to Independence Hall and like they see that it's like temporarily off of display. Oh like I feel like that, that actually happened. In the National yeah. Is that where that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Independence okay. Hall is where it was signed. Uh, okay. All right. So in the National Archives, they go in and where it's displayed and it says like something that it's on, like off of does display it? for okay. a little bit. Okay. I'm pretty okay. sure. And then like, obviously it's going to be down there. So, right. and then he figured out his own plan. So I think that that is how, and then 
he was like, okay, well then we're going to go try and steal it during this gala because it's going to be super easy. And yeah, I just, I was confused because Nicholas Cage and Riley or Ben and Riley are the ones who like trigger it to go to the preservation room. So Mm -hmm. I was like confused. I'm like, well, how in the hell? And then the other thing is when they're carrying, I literally cannot get this out of my head when they're carrying it from the elevator when it gets shot down to the preservation room into the preservation room i'm like you don't have a fucking cart you just depend on two people carrying this precious document i don't even get it do you know what i'm talking about yes yeah i would definitely think that um you would use a cart because that does not look like it it was is, heavy it's white yeah two it people were like super struggling heavy. it was i don't know it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, and then the bad guy shooting at it. Like, they all come out of the elevator. Ben is literally holding it in front of his body, and they're like, bang, 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 bang. Like, in what fucking world? Like, you just could have ruined the whole thing that you're trying to steal. Like, well, I think he's holding it in front of him because it's a bulletproof case, right? Yeah, but do the other bad guys know that? (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe they're the ones that don't really care and maybe I don't know don't care about history. That was crazy because it seems like out of all of his guys, like Ian seems like the only one that really cares about the history. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, Uh, but so I was watching. Have you seen Jungle Cruise? I haven't yet. Oh my goodness! So I was watching it for the first time like a few weeks ago, and I was just like. This is like a cooler version of National Treasure to me. And it's got the hot lead star. So <laughs> someone actually nice. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you will enjoy that one a little bit better. But yeah, because they're going like they're searching for treasure and there's like history like tidbits here and there. Cool. Which now you make me feel like I need to go figure out how true all of the history tidbits are. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was not my intention, but yeah, it was just really funny. <laughs> and then when they get the declaration to the dad's house and they're like, okay, we'll use lemons or whatever. He has a whole bowl of lemons, a whole bowl, like 10 or 12 lemons. Hold on. Let, let me, I am in my dining room. Let me come over here. Shut up. We have a we have a bag of lemons, but I'm not sure exactly how many is in But, like, why? Do you normally have a lemons, like, on hand all the time? Oh, yeah. All the time. I don't they don't know. always get eaten because I have four that obviously need thrown away um, in my fruit basket. But I have a bag of four lemons on my counter. See, like, I, I'll buy one or two, but, like, he had, like, 12 lemons. I was like, why? Oh, no. We, like, regularly buy, like, between six and, like, ten. Okay. Well. Lemons. Talking to the wrong person. (laughs) Okay. I guess that could be a poll that we put on the Facebook page. Do you guys freaking buy 12 lemons? Like, I need to know this information. (laughs) How many lemons do you keep on hand? (laughs) I'm making a note so I don't forget when this comes out. Lemons. Yeah, I just found that so bizarre. <laughs> I like. Was I like, mean, I don't think I've ever had twelve. Well, it depends, I guess. Like, if I make lemonade, I usually have like at but that probably makes sense. that much. Like, I guess if you make lemonade regularly, fine, that makes sense to me. But like, 
I have a feeling Ben's dad does not make lemonade on the reg. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so this, okay, I was going to say this too, and maybe you've done one of these, but this movie, as I was watching it, I was like, if people really love this movie, they would really love the like murder mystery boxes that you can get and you have to solve all the clues and stuff. Yeah. We did one of those and it was so fun. And I haven't done one, but I want to. You should. It's something that I would have to have friends for because I don't think Joey would be up for it. Yeah, we had three couples that did it, and then it was just the wives that ended up <laughs> finishing it and doing the whole thing. But it was really fun. I definitely recommend it. It was a blast. So I find that really interesting that it was the wives because, like, a lot of the women that I talk to watch, like, crime shows and, like, are into true crime stuff. And also, I've noticed, like, a lot of the thriller books that I look into or, like, murder books, it's women authors. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's, like, an actual thing or if that's just something that I'm noticing. Yeah, that would be something interesting to look up. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. Like, it seems like women are more into crime and death and murder. (laughs) I wonder if that is a generational thing. (laughs) Maybe. Well, in this podcast that I listen to, it's two women that are talking about, like, it's all true crime. And, like, it's mostly serial killers, but not strictly serial killers. Interesting. Uh, So you brought up the Common Sense book, right? Mm -hmm. And they dump all that money out. I didn't count how much money was in it. But then when they showed them getting clothes at Urban Outfitters, I was like, well, all your money's gone. So... Good job. It was. It was all gone because he had to borrow the $100 back to um, look at the back of it. That's dumb. Just go to Goodwill. Why did you go <laughs> to Urban Outfitters? For some reason, I want to say that it was like $300. Cause he, so he says like, oh, my dad always keeps a couple hundred in there. But I want to say that it was like three. But if it was, that's a lot to spend on just clothes. <laughs> Yeah, but Urban Outfitters is, like, so expensive. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with that store. Mm-mm. But, like, them buying three pairs of jeans, I bet that was, like, 200 bucks. And then they bought a shirt, a sweater, and a jacket to put on top of it. So, like, don't even get me started. I don't know. There's no way. I just love in the movie where, where they're running away from Ian and his guys when Abigail is hiding behind the deli counter and the the woman is like, oh, I see why you divorced him or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you're fine, girl. Like, you stay here as long as you need to. And I just love that. Cause Me too. I feel Me like too. women need to, like, cover for each other so much more than they do. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I Agreed. just loved that scene. Yeah, me too. Me, me, me too. When Ben uses the ma- the water bottle as a magnifying glass on the dollar bill, is that true? Is it? Does it come out clear? Like, I'm sure it comes out bigger, but can you actually see things? I don't know. Like, I have some... Next time I come across, I mean, like, a smart that water bottle. Sense. Yeah, well, have you seen, like, Life Water? Life Water had that, like, goldfish on the back, and yeah. you could see it perfectly. That is like true. it was magnifying so I don't know I wanted to test it out but I don't have a clear water bottle so because <laughs> I don't like use a lot of plastic so I don't really have any of that stuff in my house 
Yeah, I have a lot of water bottles, but they're all reusable, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I have any clear ones. Next time I'm in a gas station, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> okay, when he is digging the brick out of the wall, that mm-hmm. came out all too easy. Like, him digging the knife in, and the concrete was just coming right out of it. I'm like, that's a rickety-ass building then. Like, what? I mean, it is super old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I just love when he, like, blows out of the, what is it, the, is it a crypt wall? Is that what that's called? Yeah, probably. That's what I would think it is, yeah. At the end. At the end, yeah. And (laughs) that guy scares the janitor. (laughs) I love when the janitor picks up the hand and is like, what the (laughs) fuck? Um, so the dad, Ben's dad, Patrick, and I'm kind of going to give away who my least favorite character is, but he's like, everybody threw their life away. Everything's stupid. This is dumb. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, not only do you have a rich family history that you passed down and like shared with each other and had like family time with, but it's like... You have generations of people like that are continuing on this really cool quest. They all still had kids. They all still had family. They all still made it work. You guys all live in historical houses. What do you mean you threw your life away? So my take on that was just like he had been disappointed from searching for her treasure. And he didn't want that for his son. He wanted more for his son. I get it. Um, but- yeah, because, like, I felt that one. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I just love when the FBI shows up at his house and he's like, they stole my car. <laughs> and it's just like. I like when totally... Riley's like, it smells bad back here. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. <laughs> like, why would the back of his car smell bad? It smells weird in here. Like, I can't remember. It was just so funny. And that's pretty much. All I had, the other thing that I wrote down was, like, if somebody says the Declaration of Independence is going to be stolen, like, soon or whatever, and you know you're about to have an event in the National Archives where a bunch of the public comes in, you'd think that you would take it more seriously. Because it's not just, like, some random day of the week. It's, like, you're having the 70th celebration coming up soon where a ton of people are going to be there. Like, But it cracked me up because, like, so, so... They also get, like, tons of threats every day. But, like, the FBI director, like, after it's stolen, and he's, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, we got a call about this earlier this week. And he's like, well, did you write down who it was from? And he's like, no, we didn't take it seriously. And he's like, well, do you take it seriously now? (laughs) And it's just like, you guys dropped the ball because you thought it was impossible to happen. But, like, obviously, like, it can happen anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what I mean, like, yeah, you get lots and lots of calls all the time about it, you know, going to be stolen when you're having a big ass event at the National Archives, like in a week. You think you'd mm-hmm. be like, OK, well, we have a lot of randos coming in here after hours. We got to make sure that all this stuff is locked down. And they like didn't. I don't know. I just feel like you would take it more seriously if you had more public coming in. Well, I'm pretty sure that the the gala, though, it's like. It was by invitation only, and yeah. he got an invitation. Like, still, still crazy. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was interesting, just how much like stuff can slip. Yes. Um, but again, it was for theatrical purposes. Yes, I know, but I just think it's like if if we're just talking about how they handled it, I think the movie would have been made more interesting if they're like, "Well, we doubled security because of the gala, and it still happened." I'd have been, I would, we wouldn't even be talking about it. But the fact that they were just like, "Yeah, it's whatever," you know, like that's what's crazy to me. It won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so we can get into characters. So who is your second favorite character? My second favorite character is Benjamin Gates. And my reasoning behind that is because he never gave up as a kid. Like, the beginning, it starts out with his da- his grandpa telling him the legend behind his family history. And you can just see, like, how excited and, like, full of wonder he is. And he never gave up, despite his dad like always trying to be like, oh, well, it's not real and it's just a wild goose chase and you're never going to actually find the treasure, you know? And and even during the movie, you can see the wonder that he has about the history and like all the things that they're unearthing. Yeah, yeah. And so the grandpa is my second favorite character, so I'll get into talking about that. John Adams Gates. <laughs> So uh, when I saw Ben, Ben Franklin Gates, I was like, shut the frick up. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're history <laughs> So I love how as soon as the kid is like, are we knights? He's like, do you want to be? I love it. Like take away the treasure hunting and the history hunting behind like just being somebody that fills your kids like full of wonder. Like that's the type of person that I want to be like magic is real and like this stuff is real and like if you believe it then it's fun to believe in it you know like whether it's real or not you know like it's fun to believe in it and that's okay you know like and just facilitating that and facilitating imagination because like I remember as a kid I had a very vivid imagination and then as I got older I like just remember like man I can't remember like how to imagine things right and like make up stuff in my head And Mm -hmm. a lot of it was because, you know, I had to deal with some stuff as a kid. And so, like, I didn't have time or brain capacity to deal with that and be an imaginative kid. But it's like, if you can facilitate that for a long time, like, especially nowadays, creativity and imagination is such a big industry. And if you can facilitate that in children, like, I think they'd be better off. (laughs) Well, and like prolonging it like not even just like the small kids but like teenagers like keep them believing in their dreams and you know that like they can make it happen and if they want it like they can achieve it yep 100 percent, 100 percent. who is your first favorite character riley (laughs) (laughs) i kind of figured when you said you like the giant humor and the sarcasm so yeah yes and that's basically the reason like He has those funny, sarcastic jokes that are put in. But, like, so he's a computer tech, I think, is what his actual thing is. You know, but he, so he gets underestimated and teased a lot because, you know, he's not super into history, but he's super smart. And, like, the line where he's like, 
wait, you mean I actually know something about history that you don't know? And they're like, okay, dude, like spit it out. And he's like, no, I need to bask in this for a second. (laughs) Is this what you feel like all the time? Except for right (laughs) now, of course. (laughs) Yeah, I just love that. And that's like always been one of my more favorite parts of the entire movie. And so, yeah, definitely the sarcastic wit that comes from him. That's my favorite. Yeah. I love Ian Howe. He's my first favorite because you kind of brought it up before is he is extremely smart. Like even though he doesn't have Ben with him leading him along the way and he doesn't have a lot of the background knowledge, he still figures it out. But yeah, Ian Howe, obviously everybody knows this on the podcast already, but like I love the way Disney does villains. I think they do an excellent job with villains. I think if they use the same thinking about villains for main characters, main characters could be on the same level as villains. But Ian Howe, he's just, he's extremely smart. You know, like I think about how they're kind of stuck looking at the silence do good letters or whatever, right? Is that what they're looking at? That's not what they're looking at. Yes. Where where the little boy is getting the notes for Riley. Is that what yeah, Riley that's at? the okay. silence do good letter. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the little boy's, like, being super, like, what little kid is, like, one, two, three? Like, that's crazy. But also, kids are crazy, so it's, like, maybe. But he, like, picked up on it, like, uh, there's something going on, you know? Some of the stuff, I think, was just luck, but I also think he's very perceptive. He pays attention to things that other people don't pay attention to. Also, they utilize the internet. So good in this. (laughs) But yeah, he's my he's my first favorite. And so do you have your third favorite? I have it as Abigail. Yeah. You know, like I feel like she did really well for woman empowerment. She's in she's in a predominantly man's um, field of work. She's working. Where does she work? So the National Archives and Records Administration, that is what she's in. And I just feel like history is a very male predominant field in general. And maybe that's just me. That's just what I've always felt like. So I love that she's in there and sticking her neck out to like go on this wild goose chase to try and preserve the history and take care of the declaration. But I feel like she could do more. And especially as a character, I feel like there is so much more potential that she doesn't reach. Yes, I agree. And I do not like how Ben's character talks to her initially, like at the beginning. I'm like, you're the one who stole the Declaration of Independence. She's trying to do her job. You sound crazy. Like, don't call her crazy and be mean to her for talking. Like, F you. (laughs) I was like, so (laughs) mad. (laughs) But yes, I, I feel like her character could have done more too. But I think that this movie was geared to making Nicolas Cage look good. True. So like I she, agree like, with that she couldn't steal any of the spotlight like because it, everybody was there to make Nicolas Cage look good. So which I'm sure they paid a shit ton of money to have him on the movie. So it kind of makes sense. <laughs> My least favorite is Patrick Gates, the dad. He I don't like how first of all, he's confusing because I think he says Like I spent 20 years of my life like chasing after this thing. And it's like you still had a family. You still like bird the sun that has all this like we were just talking about like wonder and creativity and all the stuff that he wants to do. 
you literally like he went to school to like do all of this stuff like it wasn't a waste he's still working in a field of industry you know it's not like he you know didn't go to school and do do anything not saying you have to go to school to do anything or it's like a straight up criminal like he's not like in prison or anything like that like there's so much lower right and then he's just like all over the place he gets mad at everybody for chasing after these clues but then on the other hand he's like well i want to know what you're doing and it's like pick a lane okay because like it would have been better for me to be like for him to be like all pessimistic when they're at his house and when they actually find the freaking you know clue on the back of the declaration of independence and for him to be like oh well i'm all in again that would have been more interesting to me. Obviously, it wouldn't drive the story if he wasn't, you know, against it and, like, got kidnapped and shit like that. But I think it would have been more interesting if he was like, well, I'm going to come with you, you know, and and been, like, you know, kind of the pessimistic or realistic person with them. But I don't know. He just kind of annoyed me because he was just, like, all over the place and he was just a little too negative for my liking. But I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Um, and then I have an honorable mention. I love that cute little clue boy that was going back and forth inside. Oh my gosh. He's so cute and just so money savvy. I love it. (laughs) Yes. And he like was doing the job to the best of his ability. I was like, he was running back and forth. It's not like he was just like, do, 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 do. Like he was getting it done. Yeah. Well, and he was pretty young. Like I'm impressed. Like same. To be able to, like, do that properly, like, I would probably mess it up. In cursive? Quite often, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, especially that kind of cursive. Old-time cursive is so hard to read. Yes, it is. You're so right. Yeah, Yeah. so it's it's super impressive. Yeah. And it's a little kid in the, or no, it's in, where is that one? Where's the Silence Do Good Weather's at? At a museum. The dad said he donated him to some museum. Was it in Philadelphia? In, yes, that's where it was. I was going to say D.C., but yeah, it's in Philadelphia. I think they're still in Philadelphia. They're like at a university. He like donated them to a museum at a university or something. You know, like you're in a big town and or big city um, and you're running around for people that you just met. Like it's not even like they knew each other like he met a stranger that was like oh if you go find this i'll give you money that screams to me stranger danger <laughs> first of all. <laughs> like uh stay away from these people but like he actually did it and there was no nefarious outcomes well and so. i think he got because ian gave him a hundred dollars and i think riley gave him like two or three bucks because <laughs> or set or maybe seven bucks because give did he give him a dollar for each letter i'm not sure because there was like quite a few letters there oh yeah so yeah, um, he's my honorable mention. I think he's so cute. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I have. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. I'm trying to see. I was looking up Silence Do Good Letters because I was wanting to check where if it shows where they are. But I feel like the information I am finding is from National Treasure. Yep, it's National Which Treasure. Which it should fandom. be because the letters, they're not actually real. There's no actual manuscripts of the letters. That's so depressing to me. They're the only historical evidence we have of the letters is from the newspaper. That's how we know that he was writing the letters as silence do good is because 
they were in the newspaper his brother was printing. And then it's funny because his brother and him, I guess, were fighting. And he was writing these letters. And he was like an apprentice to his brother, right, for like the printing whatever for the newspaper printing and when his brother find found out it was him sending the letters that were wildly popular apparently his brother got mad and that's when his brother he benjamin franklin like quit working for his brother and like left the city <laughs> after that wow <laughs> it was like it drove them completely apart like it's crazy um yeah if you don't have it's anything so funny. if you don't have anything else to add do you have anything you want to oh plug? i do oh okay you do go so on the favorite songs like there's not actual songs in right the movie really it's all soundtrack um which is very what is that word like very, orchestral oh instrumental <laughs> yeah that one <laughs> um but I was listening to the soundtrack earlier, and National Treasure Suite was definitely my favorite because the beginning sounds like the Exiles theme song. Oh, I'll have to listen to it. Like, I, for those who are listening, if you want, just pick a favorite movie and look up the soundtrack. Because even if the movie has songs with words, there's a bunch of music without words that you can just listen to and enjoy, and it is so good. There's so many great soundtracks out there and just give it a listen because it really helps the musicians too. Like when they have listens on their part of their orchestra or band or whoever it is. And so, but yeah, like I love instrumental music. I listen to so much of it. Yeah. I didn't write down any favorite songs because um, there was none with words and I'm like a weirdo about that. And so. Yeah, but I'll listen to the soundtrack for National Treasure because I bet it's I bet it's awesome. Um, I didn't listen to all of it, but yeah, that one I I just liked because it reminded me of the Exiles theme. <laughs> yeah, is there anything you want to plug? I don't think so. You don't want to plug your you don't want to plug your book books. No, I do not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Why? Yeah, um, so I do, I have a book that I wrote, uh, it's called Riptide, and it's by M.P. Cook, and it is available on Amazon, it is a new adult romance book, um, it is a little bit explicit, so yeah, it's available in hardback, um, ebook, and it's in Kindle Unlimited, so. I still yeah. need to go read it, but it is on my list of books to buy and read because I have to have it because someone I know wrote it. And if you don't do that, then F you. People who don't support people who do shit, like F you guys. <laughs> like I seriously don't talk to me if you don't support local businesses, people you know that are like doing something they love. F you guys. <laughs> because yeah, we need no, to support I get each that other. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you yes, want to plug? We do. Or is that it? Um, there's also going to be a second book in the same world. Um, that'll be coming out sometime, hopefully in the beginning of next year. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So go check her book out because I'm pretty sure it's great. Like I said, I need to read it. 
Uh, also, please follow a flick pod literally on any social media platform. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we have like a private Facebook group. So if you want to join that, just literally click to join and I'll add you. I'll probably have to come up with some questions because I don't want some freaking scammers or spammers on there. <laughs> but come join our community. We do uh, discussion threads for every episode that comes out. And so uh, while you're listening to it, you can post questions and comments there and memes and stuff like that. It was really fun we did it for the last episode and I really enjoyed seeing what everybody wrote and who actually listened that was actually (laughs) really fun as well also we do have a listener in Europe like one person downloads consistently in Europe and so shout out to you you're awesome but yeah you can follow us anywhere at afflickpod a-f-l-i-c-k-p-o-d and that's all we got for you so thanks for listening and we will talk at you later I will give you ice cream if you go away for just a little bit. Okay? Go down there and watch the movie. You should have seen how big his eyes just got. <laughs> he was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like ice cream, huh? Okay. Um. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.